Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, dear friends. Welcome. You're listening to Kathy Ekakunen Jingum. You're welcome to today's edition of Jesus is the Answer. I am an ambassador of Christ Jesus. I am your host. You're welcome. Let's worship our Lord. He is the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the mighty man in battle. He's the all-knowing God, the omnipotent, the omnipresent God. We worship him. You have been faithful. He is indeed a faithful father. You have been so, so good. Has he been good to you? Yes, for sure. You woke up this morning strong, fit, and healthy. It's all by his grace. You woke up feeling pain. Thank him. Because he has purpose in your life that you have to fulfill. You still have to fulfill your destiny. With those pains in your body, thank him and glorify him. You know why? It could have been worse. It could have been worse, dear friend. You should have the attitude of thanksgiving. Thank him, no matter the situation. Thank him. You have been faithful. I don't know about you guys, but he's been a faithful, faithful God. So good. Every day I have Oh, yes, I will. I will. I will sing of your goodness. I will tell the whole world of your goodness. How good and kind you are. You are a lovely father. Turning after me. I don't deserve your goodness. But it keeps chasing me. Your mercy keeps running after me. Thank you, Father. I can't thank you enough. I surrender. Before we dive into today's broadcast, let's welcome the Holy Spirit. Let's welcome our Father. Let's welcome Jesus. Father, we thank you. We worship you. You are the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the mighty man in battle. We thank you for today. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your mercy. We pray, O oh Lord Jesus, that may you protect us, protect our families. Oh, Father, Lord Jesus, we bless you and we thank you, Father, Lord, for your grace and your mercy and your feeling love for us. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, sweet Jesus. Father, cover this broadcast with your precious blood, blood of Jesus. Speak through me, O Father, Lord. Less of me and more of you, Holy Spirit. Take over me. I ask all this through Christ, your only Son, who lives and reigns with you in unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. So good. Yes, you have to, you have to celebrate him. You have to glorify him now that you are alive with every breath that you have. Celebrate Christ, not when you are dead. Oh, 
this is my morning therapy <laughs> most often nowadays since i discovered this song i listen to it as i wake up after my morning devotion i just think of god's faithfulness i didn't wake up because of my alarm clock i didn't wake up because i went to bed early i have a good rest i didn't wake up because i eat healthy and my organs are fine no i'm alive and i'm up because he woke me up so i have to glorify him i have to be grateful okay that should be the attitude that's how you should begin your day thank him thank him thank him oh advert sorry let's thank him oh my god this advert sorry people Oh, I'm sorry about that. It's all good. Right? Today's message is titled The Timely God. Our God is a timely God. He's neither late. He never comes, he never show up too early. He's always on time. He never sleeps nor slumber. He's there for us. Good, good shepherd. Good, good lover. Shout out your praise. Ijima, Ijekwe. Let's worship our God. If you are just tuning in, you are listening to Kathy Ekakundenjingum. I am an ambassador of Christ Jesus, and this is my program. Jesus is the answer. And today's topic is the timely God. Our God is never too late. He's never late. He's never too early. He comes and he shows up on time just right on time so let's worship a bit let's dance in his presence let's glorify him let's thank him for all he's done for us he's a marvelous god you are good oh verily 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 you are so good he is i am Ah, I'll join the angels to shout out your praise. You know me with music. If I start now, I won't stop, right? So, people, it's a, it's always a pleasure when I come in God's presence. It gladdens my heart. I want us to look at the Bible. Take your Bible. Turn to Matthew. Matthew eight. Verse 23 to 27, I read, Jesus got into a boat. Jesus got into a boat and his disciples went with him. Suddenly, a fierce storm hit the lake and the boat was in danger of sinking. But Jesus was asleep. The disciples went to him 
and woke him up. Save us, Lord. They said, We are about to die. Why are you so frightened? Jesus answered. How little faith you have. Then he got up and ordered the winds and the waves to stop. And there was a great calm. Everyone was amazed. What kind of man is this? They said. Even the wind and the waves, they obeyed him. What kind of a man is this? Who orders winds, waves, storms, lightning, thunder, diseases, demons, cast them out. In this scenario, he was in the boat and he ordered the, the storms, the wind and the waves to calm. That's what happened when you have Jesus in your life. When you think everything is going down, when you are at that point where there is no help, that's when he shows up and he will take all the glory. Don't depend on people, depend on God, rely on Jesus. He's always on time. He's never late. The, the, the disciples, they tried to stabilize the, the, the boat. So the boat can have some balance. They could not. And they ran to him. He was in that boat right there. And they went to him and said, Master, don't you care? Other versions would say, don't you care we die? You don't care we are about to die. Don't this bother you? You're here sleeping when we are about to sing. And he woke up and he calmed the storm. He calmed the waves. And they were like, what manner of man is this? One manner of man is Jesus, hallelujah. 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 If you know the song, sing it. Who comes the storm? Who comes the wind? Who comes the waves? What manner of man is he? When you have asked for forgiveness, when you have accepted Jesus, when he's in your life, you will face tribulations. The disciples were with him. He was right there in the boat with them. The wind didn't spare them. The waves didn't spare them. But what happened? When you turn to Christ, he will calm it. That's what happened. When you have struggled, you've done your best. You've been to the hospital. You've run out of cash. That child is stubborn. You've done your best as a parent to raise your child. A single parent. And the child seems not to listen to you. The child is going off hands. Your knees. Go down on your knees. When you've been to all hospitals, you've run out of money. Go down on your knees and say, Father, I bring this before you. And when you do that, leave it. No doubt. Don't doubt. With faith. Because we can only please him with faith. Remember the woman of the issue, with the issue of blood. She said, if only I could touch the hem of his cloth. If 
only I could, that was the faith that woman has. He believed in the power Jesus has. And he said, if only I could touch with everything inside of her, she believed. And as soon as she did, Jesus felt power left him. And he said, who touched me? His disciples were like, how can you ask who touched you in the midst of all of these people? And he said, no, I know. This one who touched me, she touched me with faith, with something. And he said, daughter, your faith has made you whole. We can impress him with our tears. Don't go before him crying. Father, you've abandoned me. Look at me. And me, I've done everything. I don't have money. You want this illness to kill me. No. Say, I won't cry because that's what the enemy wants you. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. The enemy wants you to cry. What Jesus wants from you is your faith. Go on your knees. Say, Father, devil, you won't see my tears this time. But Father, your daughter has come. Make peace with him and tell him what you want. Let me show you somewhere else in the Bible. Turn to Matthew 6. I'll read verse 7 to verse 8. When you pray, do not use a lot of meaningless words as the pagans do. Who think that their gods will hear them because their prayers are long? Do not be like them. Your father already knows what you need before you ask him. Praise the Lord. Your father already knows what you want before you ask him. So when you go through him, just say, Father, your daughter has come. And state what you want. State your case and leave it. And he will definitely answer you. He said, if our faith could be as small as mortar, we will remove mountains. We can't please him without faith. Remember when the, the disciples tried to cast the demon out of the, the little boy who had faith and they could not. And he said, for how long will I be with you people? Why do you have little faith? For how long will you see me? Will you be around me and learn that I do everything with faith? He, was, he is God, no doubt. But it takes faith to do this. For how long? You have to learn. Faith. He knows already. And he will come. He will show up on time. When that thing is about to happen. I remember some years back. 2008 precisely. We're going through some issues. So my family was going through a difficult time. And uh, it was weighing us down. And I left the living room. I was with my husband. We've tried everything we could. And it was like, that was it. There was no way. Nobody was there for, like, nothing. There's nobody we would tend to. Like, we've done everything to resolve this situation. There's no one to help us. And I left the living room. I went to my room. I sat on my bed. I was like, Father, Why? Can't you just show up? Can't you just turn this situation around? Are you not seeing this? And immediately, people of God, in my mind, I saw like a flash of a verse. He gave me a verse. And I've held on to that verse till date. I still pray with that verse. If you would have asked me probably to, to read or look up a verse in the Bible that will strengthen me or to build my faith or to reassure me that Christ is with me. He knows what I'm going through. I've gone to the New Testament. I'm telling you people. But God made me to know that He's God. He's the one 
for him to make me to understand that it's not my imagination, he's God. He gave me a verse in the Bible, in the, uh, the, the book of Isaiah. This is a book that I have never read before then. I've never opened the book of Isaiah. He gave me Isaiah 54, 4-5. And when it came like a flash, I saw Isaiah 54, 4-5. I ran, I was seated on my bed. So I just turned beside, there was a Bible. I turned and I took my Bible and I opened Isaiah 54. I went to 45. And there was no 45. I was like, okay, maybe Isaiah 54, 4, 5. Okay, I got it. Isaiah 54, verse 4 to 5. Being somebody who is not patient, thank God I'm, I'm getting there. <laughs> Back then, I didn't have patience. I would not have panic and, you know, open, go to 45. I would have known that, okay, probably if I'd calm down or have more patience, I would have seen it clearly. But as it came, as a flash, Isaiah 54, 4, 5. That's how I grabbed my Bible and I opened to Isaiah 54 and I was searching for verse uh, um, 45. When I looked at Isaiah 54, there's no verse 45. I realized it ends at verse 17. I said, oh, Isaiah 54, verse, 40, verse 4 to 5. I got it. I said, thank you, Father. And I opened it. People, let me read this. And you see what God was telling me. He said, do not be afraid. You will not be disgraced again. You will not be humiliated. You will forget your unfaithfulness as a young wife. And your, dis and your, and your, dis your disparate loneliness as a widow. Your creator will be like a husband to you. The Lord Almighty is his name. The Holy One of Israel will save you. He is the ruler of all the world. What I needed in this verse, the words for me there were, do not be afraid, you will not be disgraced again. You will not be humiliated. The holy God of Israel will save you. He is the ruler of the world. And the very first time God spoke to me, that I heard him clearly, that was what he told me. He said, I'm the creator of the universe. And when we're going through this difficult period in our family, he gave me this verse. And I use it to pray till date. At times when things are going wrong, I say, Father, you said I should not be afraid. I will not be disgraced or humiliated. You are the creator of the universe. So you know this situation. He gave me that verse. He reassured me. And immediately I read it. I said, thank you, Jesus. I woke up. I met my husband in the living room. And I told him, I said, we'll not be put to shame. I said, God will see us through. But you know men now, <laughs> most of them, they are not strong in faith. And he's like, mm -hmm, I hear you. But I held on to that word. And three months, exactly three months, <laughs> God showed up big time. God showed up big time. Oh, I mean, this is something, I don't know how I can tell you people to convince you that God is real. I have seen things. I have seen things. God showed up three, three months after he gave me that scripture. I say he's a timely God. Dear friends, if you are just tuning in, you are listening to Kathy Ekakunde Njingum. I am an ambassador of Christ Jesus. And today's message is the timely God. You are welcome to Jesus is the answer. And I am your host. 
This is a program where we discuss Jesus. We talk about Jesus. We discuss the Bible. We relate it with our day-to-day life. I just quoted a scripture, a scripture that Jesus gave me when I was going through a difficult period. And he answered, he revealed. This was just to give me assurance that he's listening. He's seen everything that we are going through. He knows that situation will not kill you. When you, when you know or when you've done everything that you can and no man is there to help you, that's when he will show up. So he will take all the glory. And that was exactly what happened to us. And I went on my knees and said, Father, this can only be you. Thank you for doing this. Our God is a timely God. He neither sleeps nor slumber. You might be going through what you are going today thinking God has abandoned you, thinking he has forgotten about you, thinking he's not answering you. He's there watching. I think it might be a test on your part to see what you do. Yes. At times it's a test. It might be a test. My journey with Christ started. I rededicated my life to Christ. I went back asking him for forgiveness. I said, Father, I want to seek you and serve you. 2017. But things were not as they are now. I had difficult moments. But I held on to Christ. I said, I'm not going back. I will not go back living in sin. And that's what you should do. When you've made peace with God, don't go back. Because your situation might be worse. When you are in the world, you are faced with tribulations. When you are Christ, you are faced with tribulations. But guess what? He's right there to help you to remedy that situation. Just like what happened with the disciples. He was in their boat right there. Do you think he was sleeping? Of course, Jesus knows all what was happening. And when they thought they were about to sink and they would all die, he woke up. And what did he do? The first thing, he rebuked them. Why are you both frightened? When I'm here, that's what he's telling us. My children, I'm right here. Cast your body into me. Turn to me, say, Father. And I will answer you. He told me, say, call me. That word is not just for me alone, for everyone who believes in him. He said, if you don't understand something, call me. If you're in difficulties, call me. Turn to him. Remember what the disciples they did. Remember what they did. Let me remind you again. Go to your, bo- uh, your Bible. Open to Mark, uh, Matthew. Matthew 8. Let me read again. Verse 23 to 27. Jesus got into a boat. And his disciples went with him. Suddenly, a fierce storm hit the lake, and the boat was in danger of sinking. But Jesus was asleep. The disciples went to him and woke him up. Save us, Lord, they said. We are about to die. Why are you so frightened? Jesus answered. How little faith you have. Then he got up and ordered the winds. And the waves to stop. And there was a great calm. Everyone was amazed. What kind of man is this? They said. Even the winds and the waves. They obeyed him. 
What did Jesus do? He ordered the winds and the waves to stop. When Jesus is in your life, he takes charge. He will order your steps. Before you go out, command your days into his hands. Say, Father, I commit this day. Lead my way. Be the lamp to my feet and the light to my path. Direct my ways. Let me not lean on my own understanding. Oh my God. Father. Father. Let me not lean on my own understanding. And with faith, there is nothing you won't accomplish. My attitude these days, if something troubles me, I say, Father, you know it. I rest my case. I used to be that one who will do everything that they want to do. Like, I organize myself. I know, okay, this is what I have to do. This is When things don't go the way I want, I will be so disappointed. I will be angry. I will be everything that you can think of when you, 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 you are disappointed. But now this, I don't even get that bother me. I just must say, Father, you have a plan. And before you know it, I'll begin to see reasons. And I'll be, oh my God, Jesus, you are indeed a timely God. You are indeed a timely God. Like even something he did today, I just laughed when I put one and one together and said, Father, you see. I just laughed. Honestly, if we start looking things from this perspective, that everything that happens, there is a reason and Jesus is in it, I bet you, your life will be peaceful. You won't have anything to bother about. You won't have anything to worry about. Do your best as a person to do the things you can do, the things that are under your control. It doesn't mean you live your life like, okay, Jesus, take charge. You, don't, you will not go to work to pay your bills. You won't do anything. You won't go to school where you have the opportunities. You won't do business. To better your life. No, you do the business. Before you do it, commit it into his hands. Say, Father, is this business going to be profitable? Show up. Give me signs. Tell me if you want me to. He speaks to his children. I remember a day I was praying. There's something I've been asking. Then I asked and I prayed. I fasted and nothing. And on a faithful Sunday, I sat. I was about to watch TV with my kids. And immediately, I had go and pray. I was like, oh, no. So, okay, I quickly got up. I ran. I told the kids. I said, no noise. I'm going to pray. I got into my room. I closed the door. Immediately, I started worshiping. I went on my knees. And I thought of this thing. I've been asking him. I started crying. I was crying. And I heard him clearly. Because I was crying. I said, Father, what is it that I have done that you don't want to answer this particular request of mine? I have fasted. I've asked for the forgiveness of my sins. The ones I know, the ones I don't know. What is it? Why? And he said, clearly, he said, have I ever abandoned you? I said, no, Father, no, Father. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And that was it. He said, have I ever abandoned you? Meaning he knows what's going on. This man, the father, I've been asking him. He's not answering me. Doesn't mean he doesn't know. But it's not the right time. It wasn't time yet for him to grant that request. Oh my God. If only we know how powerful God is. We limit God. 
will limit God. You have power to pray. You have power to communicate with God. And you will hear the prophecy you want somebody to prophesy in your life. Jesus will tell you those things himself. I'm telling you, these encounters, nobody told me. Nobody called me and said, Jesus, I should tell you this. He told me himself. I have written a book, my very first Christian book, my experience with Jesus. It's on Amazon. You have the ebook as well, and you have the paperback. You can get it. I've shared some of my encounters and my experience since I retraced my step to the Father 2017. I wrote the ones I was led to write. It will encourage somebody and it will build your faith. Keep your gaze on the cross, let your eyes be on the cross. Don't go back. Don't go back to your life. Remember, he is a timely God. That is the message for today. The word for today, he is a timely word, uh, um, God. That is the word for today. Is it your documents? He will give you. Is it child? You want you've been married for how long? He will definitely see you through. Because none shall be buried amongst us. Are you going through divorce? Ask him if that is your husband. And that's why it's very vital also for us to pray before we go into marriage. If you're going through divorce, I pray he strengthen you. If that marriage is meant to be, may he reverse things. May things turn out for good for both of you. For the sake of your kids. If it's not a violent marriage, let God speak. What is it? Is it a job? If they fire you at your place of work, say, Father, glorify you because I know you are in my life. You know what's going on. They might fire you for him to give you a better job. Oh, yes. You might go through challenges. That period might be you are, when you are home, you don't have a job. That's the time you have to communicate with him the more. I remember when I was not working, when I had my, my daughter, she was a year and some months or so when she was I gave birth 2016 before she started kindergarten. I had this period. That's when I communicated more with God. 2017, she was still a baby. She was one year. She was not going to kindergarten. I had enough time to listen to the gospel, to pray. My woman of God will come up. Princess Belemzi, Apostle Belema Abili, she shows up every and any time. I will worship with her. I will listen to the messages she will preach. She encourages me. She's one person that I learn. She, she gives her all. She loves God. She will preach the messages with her heart. She breaks it the way you will understand and see and feel the love of Christ. So when you lose your job, that's the period that you have to sit at home to communicate with God, to bond with Him. Probably you've been too busy that you don't have time. That He's even talking to you, you don't listen. He's giving you signs. He's calling your attention. You don't listen because you are just too busy. Remember, our God is a timely God. I pray as you listen to me today, harden not your heart. May God heal your heart. Whatever situation you are going through, 
and let him show up for you like he did for me and to others. And as he has done for you before now, examine your life. You will see the moments you ask yourself, I don't even know how I survived this situation, if not of God. At times we say, but we don't take it seriously. Just say, oh, thank God. If not of God, I don't know what would have happened. We say it passive. We don't say it out of a place of love, like seriousness. We really mean it. Because if you examine it, you know this can only be God. I encourage you today, no matter what you are going through, put your knees on the ground. Pray to God. Call on Him. And remember, your tears will move Him. What will move Christ in, in your life is faith. Go with faith. He's your Father. Ask Him. You have the right. Matthew 7, 7 says, Seek, ask, knock, and it shall be given unto you because that's your father. Go there in faith and ask him. Say, Father, what's going on? I've been wanting this. I've been asking. You're not answering. You just you ask, you give me. I should seek, you give me. I'm here knocking, seeking, asking. It's your right. It's your right. It's your right. He's your father. But one thing you shouldn't do, don't sin. Stay away from sin. Because sin grieves his spirit. If you love him, you won't sin. If you love your husband, you will prepare his best meal. If you say, baby, I don't like to eat food that is, I don't like spicy food. His food, definitely you will cook it with less spice. Or even, you won't spice it at all. To those of us from Africa who eat pepper, you prepare pepper separate. That's what I do in my home. My kids don't eat pepper. And because I love them. I don't want them to feel uncomfortable when they are eating. I prepare pe a pepper separately and I prepare a dish. You add, when you want to eat, you add your pepper. That's what you do to the ones you love. When you hurt them, you say, oh, I'm sorry, you apologize. And you will not repeat that thing because you know it will hurt them. So when you love God, you won't hurt him. Don't take him for granted. Don't say, oh, he's God. After all, he's God. Don't say because he's God, I'll always go back and apologize. You might get killed. The devil, the enemy might use that against you and it will be too late before you say, Father, forgive me. And let me surprise you. If you're doing it intentionally and turning to him, asking for forgiveness, it won't work. That will not be answered. If you know that this is sin and you're going intentionally, you are doing this, let me do it quickly and I go and apologize. Someday you will go and you will not come back. He is a timely God. Remember when you give your life to Christ, that's when you have tribulation. Temptations will come from every angle. Even your friends, the close ones even, family. They're the ones who will be look at you you want to talk about Christ. Who do you want to impress? So people are talking also that they are born again. They have given their life. You also. They will even remind you of the things you did. Is it not you who just committed abortion two months ago? 
Is it not you who did this? Is it not you who stole somebody's thing? Is it not you who I'm, I asked for for, for, for for whatever, a favor and you refuse? And you want to come here and be preaching, claiming to be holy. But your God knows you. What matter is God, not man. Your relationship with God. Don't do it to impress anybody. Do it for Christ. The beginning will be rough. And let me tell you, it's a lonely walk. But hold on to God with faith. You will come out someday. He sees all you go through. He's watching. He won't allow you to die. So dear friends, as we part our way tonight, until we meet again, Go out, spread love, share love. Just because it's the right thing to do. Do it without expecting anything. Okay? Be kind to people. Remain blessed. And I love you all. I'm Kathy Ekakunenjingum. I am an ambassador of Christ Jesus. Bye-bye.